how to launch your own real estate sales funnel that works and ultimately build profit and scale your real estate business. The funnels are the vehicle and the Rich Niche Academy gives you the support, tools, knowledge, leadership, mindset, and confidence to make them work for your market, no matter who you are or how long you've been in the business. This podcast is a work in progress. <laughs> I do not claim to be the expert in all things real estate, so follow and be a part of my journey to create the most powerful real estate sales funnels in the world. Do you really like real estate? I mean, be honest. Just be honest for a minute. Hi, my name is Cheryl Spangler, and this episode is about a little bit about being honest but also it's about why we got into the business in the first place and for me to ask for your advice. I recently saw a post on a Facebook group, a very large Facebook group of real estate agents, and it was like about 1 a.m. in the morning, and the post said, do you really like real estate? I mean, be honest. And at one o'clock in the morning, within, you know, an hour, there were 60, 70, 80 comments. And a lot of the people were like, yes, I love it. Yes, I love it. Absolutely. I wouldn't do it if I didn't love it. And it's like, I'm not saying they're lying. I, I love it. I love it. But I think, and, and so as I read on and on and on, it's, it's not that they people who were challenged and struggling with answering that question honestly and not being not wanting to be judged by the other people in the group there most of the people were answering I love it you know because either they do or they don't want to be judged by saying they don't love it because people would say well that's probably because you're not making money and it's like no it's like let me tell you let me let me just go back and tell you a story of what what changed my mindset in real estate. Of course, in the very, very beginning, my sphere of influence did not use me. My friends and family and sphere didn't use me because, I don't know, I had been in the telecom industry for a long time and then I had a baby and I switched to real estate. I had put a lot of thought into whether to do real estate, you know, almost a year, but they didn't know that. And so I think the mentality initially was, mm, let's see if this sticks with her. And so just, they just, you know, weren't buying and selling. So I had to learn to prospect cold immediately. And it didn't work for like 13 months. For 13 months, I made no money. I made no deals. I had nothing under contract. Does that mean I didn't know what I was doing? I was stupid? <laughs> Maybe, because we all come out thinking, I passed my test, you know, and it's like, how do I get people to use me? Well, do open houses and do phone duty and do whatever at the time. And the thing is, um, it was, it was hard because there was all these things I was learning, which is nothing compared to what you have to learn now. And I was trying to figure out what to do. And like, I had all these seemingly successful people at the time tell me, you got to find a system that works, you know, and that was challenging because one person's system is not going to work for another person, which I found out as I tried to fit my square self into these round holes of systems that other people were doing. And nothing seemed to feel good to me. Nothing was comfortable. Nothing came easy. It was like, ah, 
And so I didn't start hating real estate. I'd only been in like a year and a half. But what I did was I was like literally obsessed from even day one with what I do right now, which is try to find ways to help automate my business. And I don't know, it was like a couple years actually that either I just didn't know about this thing or it just became available, which was Google, Google, it was like Google, um, Google apps and the canned messages. Now, of course, everyone uses these now. And if you don't, I can do a separate video on it, but canned messages changed my real estate career, which was the beginning of my true belief in templates and systems. I mean, obviously I was actually, I bought into Craig Proctor, so I had that system, but what happened with that is that there was so much information given to me that I used some of it and the other, I was so overwhelmed. I couldn't implement all of it and I didn't pay for his actual coaching. So I didn't have anyone literally holding me to the fire and telling me this, do this and then do this. All right, show me, do this. So it was like, I just were given all this information, watched his online instruction and tried to do it myself. Some of it I implemented, some I didn't, but in all reality, I never got his true systems in place. And I really never got the benefit of them other than free reports that I mailed out, struggled to mail out on my own because I never had help. And I just never said, I said, I always said, I don't need a team at this time, or I don't have money to get a team. It was just the whole thing was bull crap trying to do it all yourself. And so Google apps, I was like, one thing I have to change at the time was I have to stop recreating email responses to my clients because there was even, even like within just a couple years of doing real estate, I knew that every buyer I took, every buyer I ended up working with went through the same points and struggles, not personally, but in a transaction. And so it was like, I call that the buyer journey. So let's just say, for example, every buyer is going to struggle to find the right home. Then we're going to write an offer. Then we're going to do all these inspections. There's only so many you do when you buy a home. And at each inspection point, there's going to be some type of agreement or renegotiation. And then you're going to get to the pre, the, you know, financing. Then you're going to do the pre-closing. You know, all these points were the same. And so it's like, why am I recreating emails explaining what's next to buyers and sellers? Because number one, if you're really doing well, you're going to be freaking busy, which means you're not going to have time to sit down and recreate every email. If you don't recreate these emails and write these emails, comforting every buyer at every point, then your people are going to be like, she's too busy. She's busy with other people. What's going on with my real estate agent? Does she even know that I'm worrying about this? I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait until it builds up inside me to the point where I just finally bust and complain about her to her, him. So it's like these people are going through these emotions, whether you are responding to them or not. And so I created a couple canned emails using Google apps. And you know, it, at the time I didn't call it the what's next emails, which now all my clients know me and my responses as the what's next email, 
first thing that happened is I started creating all these, I started creating a couple canned emails, but, um, I didn't have like a couple words in the subject line that I, that I could remember and search my Google email for that. I knew like, Oh, let me look back at that email I send out to every single person. So I had, I was literally, I worked through my own issue of coming up with automated or templated emails to where I could find my own crap in my own email, right? Because it's like, you send out all these emails. Okay. They're all the same. Okay. They should have the same subject line, but there has to be some systemization to that even. So I ended up creating what has now become the what's next email to my clients. And it was like a new buyer. I meet a new buyer through the internet or on the street. Hey, I'm thinking about buying. Great. Let's talk on the phone. They get an email from me. It's the very first email they get. It's always the same and it explains what to expect when working with me. And the reason I started doing that is because uh, as we all know, now the internet's taken over and you don't sometimes most 90% of the time, the first time you meet people is when you're going out to look at a house. So you don't have these, why don't you come into the office and let's have a buyer, you know, let's talk, come into the office, sit down at a table, have a buyer presentation, which included a PowerPoint, print it out, flip chart, you know, talk through the process, what to expect. We don't do that anymore. And so because of that, I needed my first buyer presentation to be in email. And so I created this, you know, thinking of buying in blank, it was this whatever city, whatever zip code, whatever, whatever, whatever we have a conversation on the phone about where they're looking is what I named the first email to them. The email is thinking about buying in blank, Stafford, Fredericksburg, Alexandria, Arlington, Washington, DC. And so I know if I ever want to search my first email that goes out to my buyers um, to send it to someone else or whatever, I would just search thinking about buying. And then I know that that's the beginning of every first email. And when I started doing that one email, it was like, I meet someone, I don't have to do an introduction email that's different every time. It's the same. Other than I put their name at the front, at the top, and maybe one line about something we talked about so they know it's not canned. And I started doing that every time I met someone and it was like, holy crap, I answered a lot of their questions. I gave them more value and information than anyone else was doing. And I complied with the real estate industry's need for me to be consistent with no variation or bias, no matter who it is I help. And so really it served many, many purposes. It was amazing because I was like, Oh my God, first of all, I didn't have to answer a bunch of questions. I had more time to go meet more buyers. Second, I gave them kind of a to-do list of what to expect, meaning I put some onus on them in this email of what I expect from them and what they can expect from me. I also let them know in this first email what the market's like, how it changes every two to three months. And in order to keep up, Here's what they need to know. There's going to be a variety of types of homes we're going to look at. You know, we're going to look at standard short sale, possible foreclosure, and this is what happens. And this is the time frame. 
how can I rewrite that every time I meet someone? I, you can't. You can't. You cannot grow or scale without automation. For people out there listening to this who think that my automation that I'm doing or sharing or creating or, or promoting with the Rich Nation Academy is getting them to be more impersonal, heck no. It's literally saving your personal life. It is saving your marriage. It's saving your relationship with your kids. It's saving your business. It's saving your money. It's saving your time. It's saving your vacation time. It's saving everything. Because you can't live your life, have fun, vacation, and dream while you're inundated with doing every single little thing without automation. You just can't. You can't and you will burn out. Now, did I burn out? No, I created these canned emails, starting with the one email, which was like, this is literally like 15 years ago. So I've been in the business 19 years. This was 15 years ago because at what happened was I prospected so good that, well, actually so bad that first year and a half that I learned to prospect good because of not getting results. And so my business, like, grew that third year, I sold like 250,000. I, I made like 250,000 net. And at the time I worked for Weicker Realtors and was on a 50-50 split. So I actually brought in $500,000. And so I needed more automation, more automation. Otherwise I was just gonna literally spiral backward because you can't handle it all. People start getting bad results. Customers start not liking what you're doing because you're not able to handle them all. And the, the minute you can't handle them the same way you did when you only had one or two people, you know, people start going to other people. You're too busy. And I never got a response from her. Wow. We closed the deal and never heard from her. You know, how many times have we done that? We've done it. I've done it. Trust me. It's not like you mean to, you're just, you're busy. You're on to the next one. So what do you have set up? What is set up? Everyone tells you this. Every, you know this. You know you have to keep in touch with people, and you do, but not to the level that they need. So after that first email was set up, I, like for the whole first year, I did this first email. I just did the one email, and that was actually in my mind. It was like, oh my god, this is saving me so much time and money. But it was the beginning of the magic of automation, and from that moment until now, and still for the day forever, I will be about automation. And when I say automation, I mean automation in a way, in the things that are sucking the life out of you, things that mean something to the client, but do not actually require you to physically recreate them every time. Things that you can do that seem personal and are personal, but should be automated because so you can be more personal on a different level in a different area of the business. And what happened after the first email, like for one year, I'm like, okay, I need to do more of this. So what other areas of a transaction are always the same that I could automate with just changing a couple things? So I created this whole series called the What's Next email series. Now I'm probably going to share this if you take my 14 day challenge. I'm going to just give you the templates. And you probably have your own template 
you probably have your own words and verbiage on how you respond to your clients when things happen as they move through a transaction. So create your own template. I'm just telling you what I did that changed my life and my business and my mentality to be like, oh, that's not impersonal and I don't have to buy. I just have to take time, one time, to create everything. Like seriously, sit down and think about your clients and how they move through a transaction and how they always have the same questions. And so either do videos about those same questions or do blogs about them or do podcasts about them or fit all those questions into your what's next email series. If you do not have canned, templated, response emails that you send out throughout a transaction to each buyer or seller, you're wasting your time and energy and money, money meaning for every hour you spend recreating stuff, you could be making new prospects, meeting new prospects and making new money, negotiating new deals, writing new contracts, showing more homes until at some point you pay someone to show your homes. So the what's next email series goes like this. I meet someone new. I have a substantial conversation on the phone. They get my first email. Email number one. And it subject line, thinking about buying in Arlington, let's say. I leave the last word blank because of course everyone I talk to is looking in a different area. And after I talk to them on the phone, I know what area, and then I fill that last part in on the subject line. Everything else in the email is canned except the first line I address their name and one thing that we talked about on the email, on the phone. Email two is, um, we're under contract. Now in between there, you're talking, you're looking, you're showing homes, but there's really no more additional thorough explanation needed in email until you're under contract. Until then, you are literally communicating on the phone frequently, you're emailing frequently, you're throwing homes back and forth, you're assessing them, you're looking at them. You go under contract, email number two. It's called, congratulations, we're under contract. What's next? Now I know every email in my series has the words, what's next, in the subject line, and, and, and the rest of it is also the same. Congratulations, we're under contract, what's next? That is exactly though what they're thinking, right? Like if you were buying a home, that's what you would be thinking. You'd be like, I got a home, what's next? You know, that's what they want. I'm just speaking the words that they're saying in their own head because they literally asked me that in the beginning of my career. What's next, what's next, what's next? So I just called it that. Email number three is like a series of contingency what's next. First you go under contract and then uh, the what's next email lists out all the contingency points that you happen to have in your contract because they are different. Sometimes there's a home inspection, sometimes they're not a home inspection contingency. So my what's next email may vary, meaning I might take a little section out if, you know, we're not doing a home inspection. And so then it's like an appraisal comes back. They get Appraisal came in, great, what's next? The reason I do that one is because sometimes the appraisal comes in low. So it says, appraisal's back, what's next? Well, if an appraisal's back good, nothing. If an appraisal's back's bad, renegotiate. Home inspection is done, what's next? Well, home inspection done nothing, we move on. Home inspection done something, 
renegotiate. Uh, financing is done. You know, what's next? Termite's done. What's next? You can create as many points as you want. I just think that the more is the better because even people who have sold three, four, five homes established, I don't care what price point, 300, 500, 700, 2 million. How many homes they've sold doesn't matter. It has been, some time has gone by, and frankly, they're worried about their own family, their own life, their own situation, what's going on, their own job, their own career. They still need your what's next emails as if they are buying for the first time. They need the reassurance. I tell you that clients who I have repeatedly sold to get the same what's next emails because they they need it. They need that reassurance. It doesn't matter how smart they are, how established, how well-mannered, how stuffy, how conceited, how poor. They need that email. And they tell me that over and over again. So then it's like two weeks from closing. What's next? Okay. One week from closing. What's next? Meaning they got all the utilities. You see, what happens to me is that it keeps me on track. It actually keeps me knowing what the heck to send them. Now you can set this up in your calendar automated, you know, if you want, or you can just make it a check sheet that you keep on a file if you're a physical file person. Maybe you make a digital check sheet. Your digital check sheet is send what's next email. The reason that's all that needs to be said is because your what's next email tells you what you need to do next. Have you ordered HOA docs? You know, have you forgotten something? Have you deposited DMD? I mean, like all these things are in my what's next email to them, but it actually keeps me on track. So how beneficial would this be when you're hiring an assistant? Here is my what's next email series. Assistant, if you want to know, I don't know, I was having like, I was just having this reflection right now of this stupid movie Bird Box that I just watched that some client told me, you gotta watch. And now I realize it was really just stupid and a waste of time. But anyway, you know, for the whole movie, he, she called them girl and boy and didn't give them a name. That's how I feel about assistance. Assistant number one, here is my what's next series. Every single thing I do in my business is in there. Every explanation of what I tell a client is in there. You want to know about how I run my business? Read my what's next series. And this is what you will be helping me send out to all the people that we work with. Guys, I cannot tell you how this has transformed. So I have clients sometimes, like just recently, a repeat client, 10 years repeat client, is like talking to her husband saying, Cheryl, I don't know how you keep it all straight. I don't know how you have all these people in all these like points in their buying process and how you keep it all straight and you never miss a beat. And I'm thinking to myself, it's because of my what's next emails that they know what's going on and I never miss a beat. And I know what's going on and I never miss a beat. So when I find myself missing things, I'm like, I need an email about this because if it needs, it needs to be canned, templated and systemized. And this, do not confuse my what's next email series with this elaborate complex system. It's not. 
It is literally not. If I could say one thing to do, it is template an email series. You call it what you want that makes it, you know, something that you resonate with, something that makes you feel good, whatever you want to call it. You call it the what's next series for yourself. I don't know. Create this and know how to access these templated emails and use them because it will transform your business. Now I'm about automating every other aspect of my business and I want to help every agent do it because when you do it, you will have more time for your family, more time for yourself and more time for more people. So do you really like real estate? Be honest. Answer that question. Comment below. Like my podcast. Comment on my video and tell me what it is that you don't like. And I guarantee it's probably something that has to do with the back-end administrative crap that is dragging and sucking you dry that keeps you from doing what you really love to do, which is finding people, connecting with people, and helping people. So if there's something that I can help you with, message me. Check out richnichacademy.com because I'm creating done-for-you marketing, done-for-you email scripts, everything that's keeping you frustrated, I'm offering. Hope you guys enjoyed this and let me know what you think. And don't forget, if you want to know more about who Cheryl Spangler is, go to CherylSpangler.com and catch my latest freebie download at richnichacademy.com. Have a great day.